Welcome to your Jesuit parish in the heart of Hollywood. This is the Blessed Sacrament Hollywood Podcast, and here's today's homily. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. A leper came to Jesus and kneeling down begged him and said, If you wish, you can make me clean. Moved with pity, he stretched out his hand, touched him and said to him, I do will it. Be made clean. The leprosy left him immediately, and he was made clean. Then, warning him sternly, he he dismissed him at once. He said to him, See that you tell no one anything, but go show yourself to the priest and offer for your cleansing what Moses prescribed. That will be proof for them. The man went away and began to publicize the whole matter. He spread the report abroad so that it was impossible for Jesus to enter a town openly. He remained outside in deserted places, and people kept coming to him from everywhere. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Well, this weekend, this weekend, many people, just like us, many people will gather together on perhaps the holiest days, the holiest day in America to pray, to hope, and to trust, to trust in their team that they will win the Super Bowl, right? It's Super Bowl weekend. And for all the, for all the believers, right, the, the fans of the Chiefs or the 49ers, they'll probably watch that game with great anxiety. And for the non-believers, the rest of us who aren't fans of the Niners or, or the Chiefs, maybe we'll watch the game Maybe we'll watch it with ease, or maybe we'll just enjoy uh, the festivities, enjoy the commercials, or enjoy also the, the, the halftime show. But for the players, for the players, I think it's something of immense importance, this big game of theirs. It's probably a moment that they've been waiting for their whole lives. It's a moment of singular importance. It could be a defining moment for their lives, a moment where they, where they can become heroes, but not just any type of hero, because as we know, sports figures with this, with this otherworldly talent that they tend to have, these professional athletes, not only can they become heroes, but they can become superheroes to a certain extent, like Superman or Batman. And they're heroes, I believe, because for the amazing things that they do on the field, for all the work that they put in, they can inspire so many other people. Inspire others to do great things, to change their lives. But it's not just athletes or, or, or superheroes that can do that. There's other types of, of heroes that can do that as well. I'm thinking of like um, of classic heroes, the classic heroes. There's many archetypal, archetypical types of heroes. There's a classical hero. The, clear, the classical hero doesn't have a, a certain otherworldly talent or a gift, but they do have virtues. They have certain virtues that that pushes them towards heroism, that thrusts them into heroic acts. You know, you can think of classic heroes like uh, Katniss Everdeen from, from Hunger Games or Bilbo Baggins from Lord of the Rings. Then of course is also the tragic hero. The tragic hero, they, they possess some certain flaw in their character that ultimately leads them to their demise, but they still inspire people. And Shakespeare, of course, all of his characters, or nearly all of them are, are tragic heroes, Romeo and Juliet and Othello. 
But my favorite type of hero, my favorite type of hero appears in today's gospel. And that hero is that leper that we hear about, that leper that approaches Jesus. And in first century Palestine, for a leper to approach somebody, that was a complete no-no. You couldn't do that. There are so many, there's so much fear for, for being, for, for contaminating, for, for catching this disease, that there are all these rules and regulations for what a leper could and couldn't do. And the book of Leviticus, from which we read from the first reading, it details just a few of those rules and regulations. Number one, they had to wear uh, their, their clothes, their garments had to be rent. They had to have a shaved head. They had to wear this uh, this, uh, this muffled beard. Not only that, but they had to, every, anytime they walked into a town or entered into a place that was full of people, they had to yell, unclean, unclean. And then also they had to dwell apart. They had to live far off. They were marginalized, living in, in outside of society. Well, we know that this leper that we hear about in today's gospel, he didn't dwell apart. He didn't dwell apart because in the verse right before this gospel that I read, we hear that Jesus was in Galilee going from synagogue to synagogue, and then this leper approaches Jesus. So he must have approached Jesus either in the synagogue or right outside of it. Not only that, but we don't hear him also, we don't hear him say, unclean, unclean. He doesn't say that at all in the gospel before he approaches Jesus. And given those two things, it's most likely that he wasn't wearing his garments weren't rent or his, his beard wasn't muffled or his head wasn't shaved. So given the fact that he was ignoring all those rules, he approaches Jesus. He approaches Jesus and in this encounter, he's healed, he's cured. He's cured of his leprosy. This man is cured of his leprosy. And after he's cured, Jesus, as you heard, warns him certainly, don't tell anybody. But this guy going to listen? Of course not. He doesn't listen to anything. And we know he doesn't listen. He goes and tells everybody. He makes Jesus so popular that Jesus can't go anywhere because everybody is coming to him. Everybody had heard his story and they come to him. And that, my friends, that's why this leper is a hero. He's a hero because he proclaims Christ, he tells his story, he inspires others to go to Jesus. And in going to Jesus, their lives are changed. They're enabled to do great things. So what kind of hero is this guy, my favorite type of hero? He's the anti-hero, the anti-hero. Those heroes that typically have a villainous quality or a quality or characteristic that typically only villains have, but they use this quality, this trait for good. And this guy, this leper, well, what was his quality? He was disobedient. Not only was he disobedient, but he was, he was a rebel. He was a rebel, which makes him fast, a fascinating character, fascinating for me at least, because I, and I'm sure many of you, you can probably identify with the rebel. Because I think all of us, most of us at least, we can be a little rebellious. There's something within us, I think, that's a little bit rebellious within us. Because for the most part, 
many of us, maybe some of you, but we don't really have these otherworldly talents to be a superhero. Many of us, maybe a few of you, we don't have these virtues that can lead us towards heroic acts. And probably we're not as dramatic or theatrical to be this tragic hero. But I think there's something within each and every one of us. There's something within us that wants to rebel, that wants to, to, to bend the rules, to break the rules, to beat the system. There's something within us that wants to stand up when we're told to sit down. Something within us, right, that wants to shout when we are told to be quiet. And I think that's why, for the most part, we're attracted to rebels throughout history. Rebels who saw injustice and oppression and inequality, and they stood up and they shouted. People like MLK, people like uh, Rosa Parks, St. Joan of Arc, Mother Teresa, all these figures who stood up, these rebels. And then of course, we have the OG rebel, the original rebel, Jesus, Jesus. And while I would say he wasn't an anti-hero because he didn't have any flaws, but he was definitely a rebel. Take a look at his youth. When his parents brought him down to, to Jerusalem, they stayed there for a few days. And then when it was time to go back up to Galilee, what did Jesus do? Was he with them? Did he follow them? I think he was being a little disobedient. He stayed behind in the temple. And then, of course, throughout his whole adult life, he was always rebelling against whatever the Pharisees said or the scribes were saying. He enraged them because he rebelled against the way that they interpreted the law, always breaking the Sabbath. Then, of course, he rebelled against the governmental authorities. At the end of the day, Jesus was an enemy of the state, tried, convicted, and crucified for treason for sedition. There's nothing more rebellious than that. Jesus saw the injustice. Jesus saw the oppression. Jesus saw the inequality, and he rebelled against that through acts of love, through acts of peace, through acts of mercy. And that, my friends, that sounds pretty rebellious even today in a world where we typically respond with acts of violence, of hatred, of revenge. Jesus was a rebel. Now, when I think about Jesus as a rebel, I, I think about what can this possibly teach us? What are, we, what are we supposed to walk away with here in these readings? Well, I think we can learn a lot from that second reading, St. Paul to the Corinthians. St. Paul tells us that we must imitate Christ. Now, that leper in that first reading, he was imitating Christ by being a rebel because Jesus was a rebel. And by being rebellious, he became a hero. All of us are called to imitate Christ. All of us are called to be a little bit rebellious, to be revolutionary, to be heroic even. And that doesn't mean that we have to do these huge things like, like Mahatmas Gandhi or Mother Teresa or MLK, or it doesn't mean that we need to, to have some sort of Super Bowl, some sort of singular defining moment for us to be heroes, to be heroic, because there's always moments all throughout our days to be heroes, to be heroic. 
all we have to do is figure out or look again at what that leper did. That leper publicly declared what Jesus had did for him, done for him. He proclaimed Jesus. He told his story by telling his story, by proclaiming Jesus. He inspired so many people to follow Jesus, to have their lives changed, to do great things. In this world that we live in today, in a society, in the society that we live today, there's an unwritten rule that says that we shouldn't be talking about Jesus for fear of being too religious, for fear of, 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 of bringing our religious life into the public sphere, something that we, should ought, that we ought to keep quiet, personal. But we ought to follow this leper and proclaim Jesus in word and in deed. In word and in deed. Jesus, the original rebel, we ought to imitate Jesus. We ought to imitate that leper. So imitate Jesus and be a little rebellious.